Hello and welcome to another Discourse about Discourse Educast. Today is October the 9th, which is a Tuesday, and um, I really haven't podcasted too much recently or uploaded files or really done a whole lot that was out in the greater edusphere. What I have been working on quite a bit are all of the things that are going on locally. I've been working in my district extensively on um, the Academy of Discovery as well as larger vision uh, things. The last time I podcasted, I was talking about meeting with an administrator for the online education schools um, in Douglas County and um, being very energized by a meeting that I had with her um, and sort of the possibilities that that would would afford me um, just making that contact and and things like that. Well, two things have come out of that. Um, Since our initial meeting, we've kind or I've kind of decided, and I and I guess she spurred me on to do this to create two documents. One is um, 101 resources for. Um, creating authentic learning environments online and and in the classroom. Um, And coupled with that, there's another piece to it where it's um, sort of requirements for creating um, online courses and things like that. So almost like an evidence uh, inventory of of what you have to do in order to create a good online course um, that that is somehow authentic. and the other document is basically outlining what authentic learning is, what it looks like, and the metaphor of the six strings of authentic learning, um, which I'm kind of, I guess, I don't want to call them the six C's anymore because it sounds really stupid. Um, and I've kind of thought that since the beginning, but since I didn't have a better title for them, um, that's that's what I've been calling it. And so the six strings of authentic learning, um, very excited about that document because although it's kind of an extension of the Academy of Discovery stuff, um, I was able to take the metaphor and put it out there. And so what I've been, what I wrote about initially um, in the document is um, that we should be playing chords and not a single string. Anybody can play a single string. You can make any note that you want. And education is filled with those single strings, those single solutions to complex problems that seem so original, um, but really don't include all that much promise when when they come to implementation because they don't um, they don't create an entire environment they fix one single problem or they don't even do that and so the idea is that it shouldn't be this random grasping out into um, the void of education and then you're plucking at um, the single strings that you find there really it should be calculated finger um, you know, calculated fingerings on the fretboard of uh, uh, of the classroom, and then um, really sort of carefully measured out strums of the different uh, strings of authentic learning, collaboration, uh, connection, contextualization, um, 
and that those sorts of ideas, um, when you when you go through, and um, you're saying yes, this is what it means to be um, to be authentic and to create an authentic learning environment. If you are able to use that as a guide in your classroom, it's not the checklist of, okay, do I have forums? Do I have the ability to do collaborative note-taking? Um, those are, are the very tiny elements that are absolutely amazing to have in the classroom, but you need to ask what the purpose of those are. And so I've been very, very excited to, to have the opportunity to create those two documents, the 101 resources, which you can actually get on my um, on the Academy of Discovery blog, if you go to academyofdiscovery.com and then you click on 101 resources um, under the teacher resources or teacher tools, something like that um, tab, you can get it and all, it's in a PDF, but all of the links are live so you can, um, you can actually go to the different places that, that would make sense for you um, based upon the resources that you either have not heard of or that you think would be um, would give you an integral part or pro uh, provide an integral part of your classroom. So, um, with that said, I am really coming around to the idea that um, really don't want to work through anybody else's vision. <laughs> um, Over the past couple of weeks, um, we're going through, our school is going through an accreditation process, and um, it becomes more and more clear to me that a lot of the things that I am asking other people to do um, are not a part of, of my vision for what um, best practice is. They're not a part of my vision for what um, it means to be a professional teacher. And um, and that makes me a little bit little bit sad. Um, and so I'm I'm really coming around to the idea that um, enforcing somebody else's vision is never quite as sweet as creating your own and um, asking people to come along with you. Um, I feel like there have been a lot of things that I've had to appropriate as my own because of what other people are asking of me. And um, I, I keep on thinking about when and where um, sort of in the traditional school system I would be able to explore um, <clears throat> authentic learning in its fullest capacity um, without a lot of the limitations of having other people's ideas kind of stuffed in there. And yes, I am using other people's ideas and building upon them. And if they make sense, I love, uh, including them, uh, into, into the greater vision of, of what the Academy of Discovery is all about, of what, um, of what makes sense for, for my classroom. But, there is a lot more, um, this is what we need to have happen by this date, 
Um, and the reasons are, are sometimes somewhat dubious. Um, and so it becomes a little bit of a struggle for me to, to see a way where a teacher, not, not, because clearly administrators can, can affect change, um, in a school. Now they might not get total buy-in for those changes, but, um, but clearly they have a lot of, they have a lot of change or a lot of, uh, ability to, to create change. But as a teacher, um, even just in a single classroom, the ability to, um, to implement a vision uh, without the the kind of restrictions that um, that seem to almost get away in the way of that, um, I don't know if that's possible. And so I've become more and more convinced that um, because the online classroom is so new, is um, is somewhat forward thinking. Um, the ability to carry out a vision there for an ordinary teacher um, or for someone who is, is constantly thinking about vision, um, <clears throat> that's going to be a lot easier. And um, I'm constantly torn at this point as to do I want something that is easier um, and that will create more change, or do I want something that is harder that will continue to work at the kind of root of, of the issue, um, which is, I think, um, the scatterbrained and uh, multiplicity of visions that never quite coalesce into one single entity. So you're constantly driving yourself and your classroom into so many different directions that it becomes somewhat muddled for students and for you as to where is, and you know, the sort of most basic metaphor in education is where is true north. And, um, You know, I guess that's what I'm trying to figure out for myself. What is what is true north for me, and uh, and how do I get there? Because it seems like I've got to go east and west and south um, in my classroom in order to get there. <laughs> and I wonder if um, the kind of validation that I'm getting from the online education part of my work right now is really showing me that there is something, um, something to this. Well, I guess that's my, my conundrum, my question out to the, uh, blogosphere. Um, do you think that it is better to work outside of the system on something new that would have, uh, the ability to impact the system itself? Um, or do you think it's better to work within uh, a traditional classroom and try and change it from the inside out? 
And I know that a lot of people are debating this and, and trying to figure out what makes the most sense for them and for their classroom, but um, I guess this is the first time that I've really had to, to stumble upon it and, and really work with it. So, anyway, if you have a comment for me, uh, please do leave it on the podcast blog at bhwilkoff, W-I-L-K-O-F-F, uh, at podomatic.com. And you can leave me an email at benwilkoff, B-E-N-W-I-L-K-O-F-F, at gmail.com. If you would prefer to check out my blog, uh, which is Y-O-N-G-E-S-O-N-N-E dot edublogs.org, well, you can do that too. And uh, thank you so much for listening. I hope to hear from you soon.